This episode of Inside Muskegon is presented by Muskegon Rotary Club, a dynamic group of business and professional leaders committed to improving our community through special projects and scholarships. For more information, visit muskegonrotary.org. Muskegon Rotary Club, service above self. Welcome to the Inside Muskegon Podcast with your host, Jason Pisecki. And now, here's Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number 83. I'm Jason Pisecki. The Inside Muskegon Podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with Roger Morgenstern, a commentary on the interview, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. Our interview this week features a return visit to the podcast for Roger Morgenstern, now with ITC Transmission. I'm here with Roger Morgenstern with ITC Transmission. Thank you for taking the time out again with Inside Muskegon. Great to be back, Jason. Let's start out talking a little bit about ITC Transmission. Sure, be glad to. ITC Transmission is an independently owned and operated electric transmission system based here in Michigan. Uh, We primarily are uh, Michigan-run. We operate the electric transmission system throughout the state of Michigan's lower peninsula. Basically, that's the real high-voltage wires, the big, uh, tall steel towers, uh, not the wires that come down to your house. And I can explain a a little bit of difference about that in a little bit. Talk about your position at ITC and what brought you to them. Sure. Uh, I am the area manager for West Michigan and their community relations department. Uh, As uh, I know you know and some of your listeners may recall, I spent uh, eight years with Consumers Energy here in West Michigan. Uh, They recruited me away from consumers but kept me in the utility business. My job is to work with local governments and businesses on uh, siting new transmission lines, upgrading existing lines, building new substations, which is where we change the power. Uh, very similar to what I did with Consumers Energy, just at a, a different part of the um, electrical system. Share with our listeners the services that ITC offers. What we provide is the maintenance and operation of electric transmission lines. These are the lines that leave power plants, like the BC Cobb plant in Muskegon, which is the car plant's owned by Consumers Energy, but under some deregulation laws in the state of Michigan, they had to sell their transmission, which think of it as the interstate of, tra- of, uh, of uh, energy uh, superhighway. This is the high-voltage lines that leave power plants and travel great distances uh, cross-country, up to three or 400 miles from where the power is created. And they go across large wires, uh, typically over steel or wooden towers. And then that power is, and so that's our job, is to get the power to, let's say, your neighborhood. Then from there, the voltage is decreased to a lower voltage, and it goes on smaller wires, shorter poles, usually wooden, that companies like Consumers Energy then deliver. They're in the distribution business of electricity. Uh, ITC is in the business of transmitting, of moving that power around the state. So you partner with uh, power producers to get the power to the consumer? Yes, we do. Not only uh, companies like Detroit Edison and Consumers Energy, but uh, independent companies uh, such as uh, Mackinac uh, Power, which is a wind generator in the state of Michigan, uh, municipal utilities like the Grand Haven Board of Light and Power. Uh, We work with all generators. 
Now, how does this fit into power delivery in the Muskegon area? Well, it, it's it's quite interesting because uh, there are a number of transmission lines that are in Muskegon County. Obviously, there are uh, there are about half a dozen that come out of the BC Car plant uh, in Muskegon. That's power made by Consumers Energy, but under the state deregulation law back in 2000, consumers had to sell its transmission lines. And so when you leave the Cobb plant, it becomes ITC's power lines. So there are those sets of lines that you see that leave the Cobb plant and traverse across Muskegon County um, all the way out uh, to the East County line. There are also wires that you'll see come down on big steel towers from Ludington that cross in eastern Muskegon County. That's important because those are that's transmission lines, some of which that power is kept in Muskegon County. One of Muskegon County's benefits is that they have a reliable source of power with a major power plant here in the B.C. Cobb plant and also some nearby power plants, such as the Campbell plant in West Olive, Ludington Pump Storage in Ludington, and even the Grand Haven Board of Light and Power, which is a small power plant based in Grand Haven. Having that much uh, power centralized is good for reliability. What ITC does is make sure we take those power from those genera- generating sources and get it uh, to the end customer. Would you classify this as deregulation or competition? Actually, a little bit of both. Uh, in the state of Michigan, under Public Act 141 of, ni- of excuse me of 2000, uh, utilities such as Consumers Energy and Detroit Edison were required to sell off part of their delivery system. Both those companies chose transmission. So because of a deregulation act, ITC was formed in the early in in this uh, decade. It is also um, cooperation because we have to work with what they call the incumbent utilities like Consumers Energy because we have to handshake them with our transmission lines and their delivery, both their generation and their delivery of electricity. One of the reasons I was hired is because of my relationships with the Consumers Energy, which have come in very handy in the short time I've been there, and working with them to making sure that we have that handshake. So it's both uh, deregulation and, and competition, but cooperation. There is some competition because we hook up to any generator, not just Consumers Energy. We'll hook up to wind power. We'll hook up to biodigesters. We'll hook up to generators that are, that are not just Consumers Energy. So. Well, all of this is very fascinating, but why should the average person in Muskegon be interested? Well, they should be interested because by having an independently run transmission company, our goal is to have reliable power. Most of your outages are caused on the on the distribution side. We've got to make sure we keep the power flowing to those distribution lines, and we're trying to find the most lowest-cost energy possible. What we're able to do is to transmit the lowest cost power, be it from consumers, Detroit Edison, Grand Haven Mortal Light and Power, or the, the wind turbines up in Mackinac City. That ultimately will keep your power costs in line and, and reasonable for everybody, which is good for the economy, good for your residents, good for your air conditioning bill. You try to keep those costs competitive. So it's really the behind the scenes of what goes on in delivering energy to our houses here in the Muskegon area, but it's something none of us would ever see on our electric bills. That's right. Although, if you look at your consumer's energy bill on, I think the back of your bill, I, I do mine all online because I'm, you know, I'm at that with it generation. But on the back of your consumer's energy bill, it'll it'll break up what parts of your bill are, uh, pay for what. There is a transmission component there. And there's, and I can't tell you the percentage, I can't recall, but there's a small percentage, which is transmission. That is what Consumers Energy pays to ITC to deliver that power. 
But a lot, you're right, a lot of what we do, it's like running a power plant when I was at the public affairs director at the cop plant. A lot of what we do in that end of the business, you never see. Uh, you see when we screw up, if we have a big power outage, but if we're doing our job, you flick on that light switch, you walk into the room, it does what, it, what, what you want it to do. And so we've done our job without you probably even realizing it. Kind of like the umpire in baseball. You hope you never get your name called or no one ever notices you, but you know you're there making the game run smoothly. That's right. You make the right calls. No one knows who you are. You you, you call the wrong ball on a strike, and eh, you're in trouble. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit more about energy efficiency and mm-hmm. what people in Muskegon can do to be more energy efficient. Uh, a few things they can do, especially this time of the year. We're, uh, we're, in, the, we're in summer now. Uh, we're headed for some hot weather. It's really important that you try to, to uh, use, as, uh, use your energy wisely. For example, if, if both mom and dad are working and the kids are at daycare uh, or they're somewhere else during the day, turn up, well, I don't know what you call it, turn down or turn up, turn up the, the temperature on your air conditioner so you're not air conditioning an empty house. That doesn't mean to turn it off, but turn it up to, say, 78, and then, have, and then turn it down to 75 or 74 when you get home. Uh, buy a programmable thermostat. They're relatively inexpensive and easy to install, and they can really cut down on your uh, energy bills, especially during the summer. Another thing is dr- draw the drapes. Uh, I have a house that has great western exposure. If we're going to be gone for a while, we, we draw the shades because that, that reduces much the way it helps your energy with sunlight during the winter. It decreases during the summer by blocking uh, those warm sun, sun rays. And another thing I, I would uh, suggest is, is uh, buy energy-efficient appliances. Look for the Energy Star label, which means that these appliances are more energy-efficient and use less electricity. With ITC, you're involved in all different types of energy, not just fossil fuels, which we're very dependent on in the state of Michigan and the United States mm-hmm. in general. Um, what types of energy do you see as having the biggest future in Michigan? I think that wind power has the, the biggest potential for uh, future use in Michigan. Maybe not in the amount of power that it can generate, because a windmill can't generate a lot of electricity. But we have a fair amount of wind in the state. We're a peninsula, uh, and I think uh, as what they call renewable portfolio standards, or RPS, are mandated in the state of Michigan, much the way they will be, they have been in other states. Uh, you'll see more wind generation because that's really uh, probably the biggest potential. Uh, outside of Michigan, I, I, I would like to say that ITC has purchased other transmission systems, including Iowa. They grow lots of corn in Iowa. So one of the things that we're encouraged by is alternative energy sources, such as those produced by uh, soybeans or corn, other types of fuel that are not fossil fuels. So that's possible that we may get into that, not as a generator, but as transmitting that power in places like Iowa, uh, as well as wind power in places like Iowa. You may not think about it, uh, but there's a lot of wind in Iowa. So we, we are encouraging the development of alternative energies across the country. Not only is it good for the air, but it's also good because it's different forms of generation that every, every generator needs a transmission line. Uh, that's what I tell my friends at Consumers Energy. You want to build a new plant, you still need a transmission line from us. So uh, we'll be in the business of hooking up those new generators. So we're encouraging uh, that type of development. All right. Well, I'm going to move on to our last question here. And I usually phrase this in the form of a pitch, but I think with what you do at ITC, what could be beneficial to our listeners is helping us learn to become more educated on energy and things in particular that we can do to have either renewable energy or things that can sustain us uh, far into the future because our natural resources at some point in time, regardless of when people debate how long they're going to be here, eventually 
they are going to be gone. So with that said, you have one minute alone with a person considering becoming more educated about the types of energy that ITC can deliver. Make your pitch to get us to learn. Well, I would invite them to to visit our website at uh, itctransco.com to learn more about what we do. And understand that we are in the business of moving electricity, and that electricity can be created by any number of things, from from solid waste at a landfill to methane gas at a landfill, from wind. We are in the business of moving electricity, so we are very committed to uh, seeing alternative energy sources flourish in Michigan and in the United States so that we can help deliver that power safely, efficiently, and at a lower cost to the end use. Well, thank you very much, Roger. I really enjoyed it. Great. Great to be here again, Jason. Collaboration between public companies and our utilities is not something the average Muskegonite thinks of every day. However, in this podcast, Roger did a good job of explaining why these partnerships are important. ITC refers to their energy suppliers, generators, electric distributors, industrial users, regulators, legislators, energy advocacy groups, and yes, their customers as their business partners. These partnerships lead to better service, pricing, and overall reliability and energy delivery for customers. I wish Roger the best of luck in his new position with ITC. Roger is very active with many organizations in the area and will continue to be involved in the Muskegon community. And for more information on ITC Transmission, visit their website at itctransco.com. I'm going to move on now to some listener feedback. And for the latest feedback in Inside Muskegon, visit our website at insidemuskegon.com. You can post your own comments to the site, view the comments of others, and even comment on their comments. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 83 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at insidemuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at jason at insidemuskegon.com. This has been the Inside Muskegon Podcast. Comments are welcome through our website or by emailing jason at insidemuskegon.com.